We are looking at um, some real life Transnistrian money here, um, which has some of the most inspiring images I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's just a building. It's a really like stupid building. And it's just a picture of a street, basically. It's, yeah, it's just a, it is a, it looks like I went outside. I went, yeah, I found a random building in like a, like a, a quieter part of Berlin that then was in the east and just snapped a photo on like a pretty gloomy day, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, park cars. there's just cars parked on the street. Or Nugzam just walking down the street, checking, yeah. the, checking the parking. Yeah. Oh, there is someone walking there on the street. Is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Like uh, there's I mean, a person actually with a bag with I'm a plastic bag. I'm on the money. You, that person's on the money. <laughs> with a plastic bag and everything is like carrying home groceries. Wait, so on the on the euro, isn't it? Isn't it like? Wait, do the bridges exist or they no, don't? They, they don't. They don't now. They do. They they do now as like a. But they were fake like when they. No, yeah, I thought so they were made up bridges. They, yeah. They were, so yeah. the European. Yeah. So the so the ECB obviously when yeah. they made the. Um, when they made the euro, they had a contest of who could make the like design. <laughs> Macedonian won. <laughs> <laughs> they just put some like antique kind of like no, but it yeah, it feels like Macedonia. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It's like yes, the, yeah, they just yeah, they 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 took they took uh, Greek artifacts and yes. just said that they're Macedonian, and now they're for all of Europe, even though Macedonia is not a member no, of the EU. They still entered somehow. <laughs> Um, no, it was won by some like Austrian artist who then the entire point was to like make the bridges and have yeah, like something that bridges. then looked European, but then also was a symbol of like European connectivity. And then they ended up building the bridges in, I believe they're just in like, uh, what's the thing that Kieran always talks about? Europe. Netherlands? No. Is he's always in, talking <laughs> about the Netherlands? The Netherlands. Like little Europe or whatever it is, or Europe World, or the thing in Brussels. Europe World. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Uh, uh, the little the little yeah. Europe playground Disneyland thing. That I honestly have. get confused between that and the real Disney World Paris. <laughs> They're separate, right? There's no. Yeah, there Epcot is. There, yeah, yeah there's, there's Disney World or Disneyland Paris. Yeah. yeah. Disneyland. It's Disneyland. But it's not anyway, that, to me, it seems like the euro is like a false modesty where they're like, to be equal to everybody, we're going to come up with a fake bridge. Yeah. Yes. But they, they, couldn't, they can't put just, you know, just your humble Ordnungsamt worker on the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas Transnistria is like, you, you're on the money. You matter. You're just, you know, <laughs> just walking people. down the street. This they, is a people's republic. It really is. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is way too real. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. People really didn't like how Transnistria, when they were printing their money, were really in the real world stage yeah. of their life being like, you guys aren't going to appreciate how, 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 how with it and true I am. That and Alexei Suvorov. Suvorov. Yeah, who was like, what was he? He is the founder of Tiraspol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congratulations, yes. dude. <laughs> That's this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly Corner Spatey. It's myself, Nick, joined with Yulia. That's me. And Rob. That's me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, us chit-chatting about Transnistrian money is obviously related to our topic today of uh, the, you know, true inheritor of the Soviet <laughs> Union, yes. which is the... Can, can I call it a nation? It's not an. It's a. It's a. It's a. Is it a disputed territory? Yes. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Disputed territory 
of Transnistria, the self-proclaimed, what is it? What's the official name of Transnistria? I believe it's still um, the People's Republic of Transnistria. It's, yeah, it's Pridnestrovskaya uh, Moldovskaya Respublika. Or Pridnestrovia. I don't so speak um, Moldo well, or Moldovian. Pridnestrovian uh, Moldovian Republic. That okay. Is, uh, yeah. So. They don't even say Transnistria. Exactly. <laughs> they have a whole different name. Yeah. So the uh, Transnistria has kind of come up into the news recently. And I think that it kind of gave the perfect opportunity to talk about this country that then I think that we've wanted to talk about on the show for a while. Yes. <laughs> but there's never been a reason to, to just kind of like low key, just be like, Hey, like what is that? this weird thing? <laughs> but you know what? What's up? Transnistria? 2022 <laughs> built different for some reason. Now the world knows about Transnistria mm-hmm. and for uh, good reason. I think, I mean, it is a weird little thing, but it's one of those we talked about a little bit when we recorded on uh, May 9th, but there's so many aspects of like, how like European history that mm-hmm. people want to whitewash yeah. in the sense that they're like, no, everything's straightforward now. There's no complications. There's yeah, yeah. no, and <laughs> it's, it, it is, <laughs> it is a little like rock in the Europe shoe where it's like, no, we, we are, we are a Soviet style Republic. You, you can't, you know, you can't make us do that. And it is like a little, and the only, the only way that can be like metabolized in the system is like a weird, you know, weird kooky thing, but you know, it, yeah. it, it has a very distinct historical lineage and it's not the only place that, that has that. Uh, yeah. Twenty twenty two. Can't look away. Exactly. No. And I mean it really yeah, I mean, first off there is I like I agree with the point of that then it's like we've been coasting along on this like end of history, like the West one sort of thing all too well until maybe the last six months. And the thing that's just so funny with Transnistria is that it is now okay, obviously like uh, Moldova has been trying to enter the Moldova is 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 a very pro western like not very pro western no, but they're no they're like they're more pro western than say I would maybe argue like than Serbia or something like that like it's yeah. it is it's they have some ambitions more or less of becoming part of the European Union they're not allowed to for a bunch of other reasons yeah. but one of the main reasons is because they have a disputed territory yeah. which is one of the main uh you know points of that you cannot like your borders have to be defined you cannot have like probably also one of the reasons why the why Ukraine will not become an EU member even though the EU is trying to like fast track their well, membership because half of the country now is Russia. They, they can be part of the European community that Macron was suggesting we're all <laughs> doing where the UK and Ukraine can be the both U- UKs basically can mm. join UKR and UK. That's yeah. funny because those are literally like union and community were literally the words for like the French colonial empire. <laughs> like You're not, <laughs> you know, you're kind of France. <laughs> yeah. You have to do what we say, but <laughs> some aspirations over there. No, Rob, I think just unlocked the like the secret, you know, Macron content of what Macron his true is, ambitions Macron are. Just being on the phone with Putin again. <laughs> they'll just yeah, they'll just tell you what you're doing over there. Yeah. Uh, Putin texting Macron on Microsoft Excel. <laughs> yes, it's like where are you, babe? <laughs> Never so, got yeah. back to me. <laughs> since yeah, since history is 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 not uh, is is not, not over, ending. not yeah. ending, and uh, there are these really interesting little you know 
uh, uh, spaces, you know, bodies and spaces yeah. in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> um, we brought in our Eastern European expert, that's Yulia, that's as one of our co-hosts, <laughs> to uh, give us the uh, give us the rundown on what this country is and um, why it weirdly now is important for yeah. maybe I think the only time in its history. <laughs> Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was like, important 2014 as well. Similar it situation. Wa- true. Okay. Actually. And in the 90s. All right. In you know what? Yeah. Well. yeah. It's coming in for its for its you yeah. know third you know third appearance it in modern has Western been history. Always like a special zone uh, in Moldova, considering also like during the Nazi times, etc. And considering that it is the um, ec- it was the economically strongest region of Moldova. Actually, there was a lot of industry. And that is why Moldova doesn't want to give it away as well, even though it is a region that is like has a strong like minority of Russians and Ukrainians and Tartars and Gaugarsians and uh, all of that, and way less Moldovians. I think that ethnic Transnistrians make up, if I'm not mistaken, like less than one percent of the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's a thing. I think that they may have just like made it up recently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Europe, and especially like I think the thing that a lot of people forget about Eastern. I mean, okay. It's really funny in the sense because like you can like look at it like a German will tell you been like I'm not German I'm you know from what I mean like even like Bayern Franken Oberbayern or um, where is like the I'm Prussian like, not even just that but even like really <laughs> no, smaller yeah. communities yeah. that then people are like Ost-Friesland. oh yeah a perfect example Ostfriesland <laughs> people who are from Ostfriesland are super yeah. proud about being from this area yes and we can understand this in like or italians like the best example like oh no i'm not italian i'm calabrian or i'm this and that that. we can understand this yeah our little baby western brains are like yes this you know culture baby but then when you start when you pretty much just go yeah east of poland the idea that then there are other ethnic groups and that then other things and this and that that exists like um, make the situation that then's happening within Russia, Ukraine, and Eastern Europe even yeah. like more ridiculous because uh, back to that stupid like the Western leftist thing that it was like Western leftists shouldn't have a say because they paint all of us Eastern Europeans as Eastern Europeans. By the way, we're all yeah. one. Yeah, we're one. All we're all one block. This is some pan-Slavic. Yeah. So there is like yeah I don't know I think I mean while one part of it does boil down into like to some regard like uh, a lot of overlapping ethnicities and cultures that then exist within this very small little sliver i mean it does share a border with ukraine Mm -hmm. um and i guess it technically shares a border with moldova (laughs) i mean yeah it is a part of moldova where does you know turning to our uh to our 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 yulia of of the podcast uh you mentioned that then that this area was then like developed during the Soviet Union. It was part of the Soviet Union. Yeah. And then how do we get from then there to then it not wanting to be a part of a country that then it technically is a part of yeah. to then now this may have been the thing that was scaring everyone for two weeks of if we're going to end up in World War Three. Yeah. I mean, like, as I said, um, it is basically like a minority region that has like way more Ukrainians and Russians there than uh, Romanians. Oh, Moldovians, sorry. <laughs> I mean, same language. Yeah. Yulia doing the... Yulia, the Western <laughs> left does not accept that Moldova is even no, a Moldova's country. No, not a country. It's Romania. Um, no, but 
Yeah, so it was always a strong like economic region. So like a lot of Russians moved there, a lot of Ukrainians moved there. It was always a very disputed uh, area as well because like when the Nazis during World War II, the Nazis came and like a lot of Jewish um, people from Ukraine were deported into Transnistria. Actually, they had concentration camps there. Um, yeah, they did a lot of Holocaust in Transnistria. They, I mean, like non-negligible percentage of the total Holocaust is in just little Transnistria. Yeah. Like if you look at the numbers, maybe up to 5%. Yeah. What, what is very yeah, interesting. Um, so the Romanians work with the Germans, of course, because they are little Italy. Kind of. What was it? The iron? <laughs> what was the, uh, the iron something or whatever? Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. The iron guard, I think it was or some shit like yes, that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, like, when Moldova was part of the Deutsches Reich as, like, you know, Germans, yeah, uh, going east. Um, <laughs> that part of history that none of us know about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Transnistria was, like, a place where, the, yeah, they would build, like, concentration camps, etc. Like, deport a lot of Ukrainian Jews, etc. Well, then the Red Army came and took it back. Yay. Um, from the Germans. And... Well, before before the fall of the Soviet Union, you already had some aspirations in Moldova that were like, um, well, it was kind of like what you had in all of Eastern Europe, kind of like nationalistic like aspirations, like but by by the um, what are they called? This this the guys that are against the Soviet Union. Traders, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, dissidents. 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 Yeah. Thank you. My brain right now. Yeah, dissidents. You had a dissident uh, kind of like movement by um, intellectuals. You know, the typical shit that we had in, in 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 a lot of the countries. You know, the intellectuals kind of like being against, like wanting democracy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, fun fact: this like front popular, the popular front of Romania, turned out like later in the development, in like when you saw when it kind of like started to fall apart, the whole Soviet Union, to be, like, super nationalistic at some point, you know? They start as a dissident movement, what? and then, surprise, surprise, <laughs> you get, like, super fucking nationalistic. I hate when that happens. Right? Not again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, did my, how did my, like, liberal intelligentsia movement become a <laughs> front for fascism? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it always happens. Yeah. It's a surprise. Um, yeah. But this like very nationalistic uh, movement was not in favor of the minorities living in Transnistria, like Russian speaking especially. So they kind of said like, okay, we only want Moldovian as like the only like legit language of our country. So they started like a lot of like bans on the Russian language, on kind of like mistreated the minorities in the region, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so that Transnistria started to say like hey we don't want to be part of this country you know because they don't like us yeah so yeah they started to actually like form like separatist um movements um i think like founded by this um actually labor union leader cool shit <laughs> i don't know like i don't know that much about him so i can't say like cool shit so like, he was the first president though of president of transnistria i'm Hell saying yeah. this and yeah um I forgot his name, but it doesn't matter. It was basically that is how how like they started to wanting to be like um, um, their own autonomous region. Because, yeah, and yeah. then history ends. Then history ends. History ends, <laughs> and uh, Transnistria is caught in the breaking up of the Soviet Union. Exactly, and ends up in a like two and a half year long civil war. Yay! That <laughs> is um, a thing I think a lot of people are very unaware of. 
And um, so what's the outcome then of, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to go into the, like the, like the, the details of, of the conflict, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Igor Smirnov was the guy. He was a f- uh, like factory director and he was the one, Smirnov, he's a vodka as well. <laughs> <laughs> now he was the one that, that started the like uh, Unabhängigkeitsbewegung, and like the independence movement in Transnistria. That's right. Get your glow up, you know, start as a factory, uh, you know, <laughs> worker and, and work your way to the top as in president yes. of a, of an unrecognized republic. Yes. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah so Transistia also supported the August, like the coup in August in 1991 that was in the Soviet Union, trying to save the Soviet Union from its collapse. You know, when, yeah. the, when the military uh, like uh, committed a coup against uh, Gorbachev and his perestroika, um, which did not end well. We all know it didn't work out, so <laughs> the Soviet Union came to an end. But yeah, Transistia was uh, very much in favor of preserving the Soviet preserving Union. The, yeah. Soviet Union. Yeah. So after um, some war going on, <laughs> a little bit of little, little war bit sprinkled of war, in. Actually, with the military, the Moldovian military killing like civilians in in Transnistria, like shooting like sixteen year old protesters and shit like that. Um, yeah, they at some point like decided on a ceasefire. Um, I think that was actually um, through. Uh, tree that was discussed through Moscow as well. Like yeah. the Russians were like there to mediate the whole situation. So since then we have this disputed um, area situation um, in Moldova. Yeah, and the ceasefire. Yeah. The little thing not to forget too is that then when Russia was involved, first Soviet Union, then Russia involved in the negotiations, um, there have been peacekeeping troops in. Moldova or trans in Transnistria mm-hmm. specifically since the ceasefire agreement and it was an undisclosed amount until I think Russia said a few weeks ago that there are 1500 Russian soldiers yeah. and Moldova has been very against either the Russian peacekeepers or the peacekeepers in general because they just don't either either that they would want if they are going to have peacekeepers, they would want like an international council or whatever of peacekeepers, probably more coming from countries that they like, mm-hmm. uh, or that they would just completely get rid of them in general. Meaning that then that Transnistria probably then doesn't exist anymore within its current uh, <laughs> thing, because there is I, I I don't know I would argue that then that the Russian military presence there has prevented um, the country from or from Moldova you know, completely annexing it. Like, yeah. that definitely, like, does make a little bit of sense. Yeah, because go Gogazian, so Gogazia, I don't know how yeah. to say it in English, Gogazia, <laughs> um, was also kind of, like, separatist during that moment, but was, like, in a more, like, peaceful way, like, reintegrated into Moldovia. Yeah. Not so much Transnistria, though. <laughs> so oh. that does leave us with the situation maybe... Less probably maybe the less least talked about of all of them, but since so it's only internationally recognized by the basically the other four uh, breakaway republics. Yes. Or yeah. They three? Have How many are there? No, that that would be the four. Uh, Abkhazian, yeah. Abkhazia, uh, South Ossetia, mm-hmm. and the other one that I always forget. Uh, another Georgian territory. No, no, that that's it. And then the yeah, um, and and. Yeah, yeah. And the the region in Armenia. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. 
Wait, no, Abkhazians in is in is, is in, in Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, um, There's another one in Georgia. And you another said the, one, you like said like the South, second one. Yeah, South Ossetia. That's it. Yeah. Yes, and then the one that I can't pronounce, yeah. the Armenian one. Yeah. Uh, 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 Nagorno-Karabakh yeah. conflict. <laughs> Abka Ab. Art, Ab- Artsakh. Artsakh. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, and they are founding members of the League of of uh, unrecognized. <laughs> The League of the League of Unrecognized Nations. Like, like literally, uh, the um, I, I imagine it literally like the Futurama joke of like we'll have our own party with like blackjack <laughs> and uh, just, yeah, just like yeah, we, we don't need we don't need the UN. <laughs> We're gonna have four uh, breakaway republics, and, you know. Now, now they got the Donbass. Maybe, maybe they're getting excited. Oh, yeah, about true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Donbass and, and, and Lukansk. Yeah, yeah, they have like two more members yeah, now yeah. <laughs> if they want to. Well, well wait, no, 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 because no, even the DPR <laughs> well, and the LPR are recognized by Venezuela. Oh, okay. damn! <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, Venezuela is just like I hear they're actually good games. Good games of <laughs> poker going on there. You know, I wasn't invited, but you know, I love a good game. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this all like since the ceasefire has like all like calmed down a bit. It didn't it haven't hasn't been in the media for a while until 2014 actually, during the Crimea conflict, when Russia uh, annexed the uh, um, the Krim, um, Crimea. Crimea, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there were a, this whole Transnistria conflict was like kind of like woken up again. Because there were troops in Transnistria, Russian troops, that also were involved in the Ukraine conflict. And um, since 2005, as far as I know, um, the UN has been trying to get Russian troops um, out of Transnistria. So, why is that important now? I wonder why. <laughs> What's been going on, Julia? <laughs> well, the thing is, like about 2014, Transnistria always like asked Russia to be like to recognize them and also to become maybe part of Russia. Um, Russia doesn't do that because they don't want Moldova to even like get further to the West, you know, to get closer to the West. So they don't want to ruin ties with Moldova. That's why they don't um, like uh, annex Transnistria. Or, like, they don't even recognize it. Yeah, it, recognize or integrate is this, But is it uh, foolish to ask? That's what they said about Ukraine? Because <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I thought that was what they said about I mean, Ukraine. Yeah. So what happened? So you mean just Russia just could like, just hop over two countries and just start a third front? <laughs> like, oh, excuse me, don't mind me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna fucking use uh, I, uh, Kaliningrad or what's is that what it's called? Kaliningrad. Well, it's yeah. the, Kaliningrad? The, yeah. the the so the closest point would be <laughs> if they have Crimea, then it's just hop, skip, and a jump along the, the Black Sea coast the way Transnistria starts. Yeah. So, I mean, cool. Like, uh, this would be one of the weirdest military operations <laughs> in effort. It's like the scene in the movie with the art heist, and they see all the red lasers, and they're like, can you do it? <laughs> Yo, if we drill underneath <laughs> the country, we can swoop in and, and save Transnistria. Save Transnistria. Yeah. No, but like, even in 2014, Ukraine saw the, like, uh, the deployed troops in Transnistria, the Russian troops, as a threat towards the country because they share a border, like a big one, with Transnistria. That's basically like the border to Moldova. Um, I mean, they also have a bit like of Moldova, of course, but mm-hmm. Transnistria has like a long, and it is actually a vo- very like geographically like strategic region because it has a connection to 
the southeast of, of Ukraine, which means like um, it would be there would be a way from Transnistria to Crimea and to Mariupol and to all of those cities that are very much in the news right now. And that is why Transnistria right now is also um, in the news again because there was incidents, and Nick can actually tell us about the incidents, what happened recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was just looking up on my phone where Transnistria is. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, a few weeks ago, there was uh, some cool, fun stuff that happened of, of four targets of military importance in Transnistria, which you, if you're wondering what these are, uh, a radio tower. <laughs> they may be on a, a money that yeah. is in your wallet. <laughs> you happen to have some Transnistrian money. So well, uh, um, a radio tower... And uh, the three other ones were uh, Radio Tower of our favorite uh, station, Ria Novosti. Oh yeah, <laughs> <They've> <laughs> which been apparently a has been under attack everywhere, according to them. Yeah, there was a there was a bomb uh, apparently placed in front of their office in Berlin. Yeah, uh, in Stieglitz. I, so. Yeah, I just like to imagine that, like you know, the like the in the U.S. If you like fold the dollar bill, it like shows nine eleven or something, <laughs> and then they like fold the Transnistrian bill, and it's like. It means they're going to bomb the pharmacy. No, not the one on that corner, down the street, <laughs> across the street from the bakery. Look, it's on the money. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, there have been, like, well, reportedly in several attacks. Like, one of them was in, in or Mayak, or two of them was against, mm -hmm. like, the radio station in Mayak, which is, like, basically more like a village, but they have, like, the Soviet radio towers there. And it's a Ria Novosti um, radio tower, which is a Russian TV, the state's TV station. Um, and the other attack was like against the Ministry of Ministry of Defense, I think, of, or something or like that, state security, or whatever, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But the uh, the way that these attacks were done was in one of the the weirdest ways possible, which is also, in my opinion, one of the coolest ways possible of just picking up an RPG and just firing it at something. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, gotta respect the. Uh, complete lack of thought of how I'm going to do this. It's just literally I'm going to fire a rocket. And well, the, 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 the description from that FD article was like, they fired a, the RPG, ran away, and left the weapon. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In and out real quick. So, um, and then if, uh, there's been a massive amount of speculation of who has done this, either that it's a Russian false flag, uh, Transnistria, and Russia said that it was done yeah, by Vadim Ukraine. Yeah, Vadim Kraslovsky, the, the leader of Transnistria, the official yeah. <laughs> president of our favorite uh, breakaway region. Yeah, we are all saluting him yes. simultaneously. Uh, he said, well, it's, it's very likely that it was Ukrainians attacking Transnistria and trying to engage it into the conflict. Yeah, I mean, the thing of the matter is that then, like, the insanity of both sides of this conflict would not uh, surprise me if it was one yeah. or the other. False like, flag or Ukraine's. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the dumbest, like, yeah, top five dumbest Russian false flags would have been this one. I'm <laughs> yes. just like, yo, what if we just, like, you know, like, we have a shit ton of of RPG. I think it was a type of RPG that, like, Russia doesn't even use anymore either. That's why I think it was an RPG, like, mm -hmm. it wasn't even RPG 7. It was, like, an RPG, whatever the fuck it was, like, 19 or 29 or whatever. That then Russia, like, was like, Ukraine uses this one, you see? <laughs> like, they Got did him. it. <laughs> Got him. So. Yeah. So this, um, the Moldovan president, Sandu, um, has said that the explosions were, like, committed uh, the, the attacks were committed by rival forces in Transnistria trying to you know 
basically it was like a yeah. false flag thing. Well, some people say it was Russia doing a false flag thing. Um, Rom Romania. We oh all my know God, the Moldova, truth. Sorry. Yeah. Moldova saying it was um, it was like rival forces in Transnistria trying to make this like a reason for them to you know to like put some life back into their like separatist movements and yes and to possibly also help Russia with Ukraine especially because Russia has uh, ammunition um, depot in Transnistria what is it called I forgot the name of it but they have a big ammunition like Soviet ammunition depot in Transnistria they have their troops in Transnistria they only have like the 2000 uh, 1500 troops but they have a bunch of people being enlisted in the Russian army of local forces. Yes, as well. and a very fun little fact about Transnistria is that the country is incredibly tiny. Um, I think per capita it has like the largest military budget in the world or something Seriously? like that. Yeah, it's Damn. absolutely insane. Take that, John McCain. Yeah. <laughs> Like they are, they invest heavily in their military. Um, in like they they have like Soviet military parades and everything alongside with the they Russian still military. Have the hammer and sickle on their they do flag, which is exactly. And another very interesting yep. thing is that Transnistria changed their flag. That changed, they adopted a second flag yeah. recently, which is just the Russian flag. So <laughs> they like I think that their ambitions of that then it's like oh yeah we're not even really like a Soviet breakaway republic we just want to be a part of Russia mm -hmm. and again like the discussion that we had the other day of like the the is it like you know this like brainwormed like uh, Russia gate mind is like kind of being um, like just taken up by a lot of these. Mm -hmm movements in the in the east just being like yeah fuck it whatever like russia yeah modern russia's communist whatever it's well, the same yeah. thing well it's not just that um to to elaborate on the framing i just did earlier it's not just that the like new you know eu as a shorthand but i really mean the the the, the new european order is this like totalizing thing that's like flattening all the real historical and cultural uh peculiarities yeah. around around this little bit of land um that's all true but then the the you can't really escape the logic so that all in order to defend their like cultural or historical peculiarities you just gotta join the other team which is just yeah. team russia, like, team russia. We got, all right i guess i guess gotta choose a side and then i mean that is kind of you know russia's pitch they, they can just be you know the the leftovers, all the misfits and oddballs. Damn, just like join, Bella, you know, that, that Europe wouldn't accept you. So now, yeah. or like, you know, in, in, in more material terms, they want you to just like, you know, destroy whatever little bit yeah. of uh, industry or social welfare you might have left. Damn, so you they can, have, yeah. They had big industry back mm -hmm. then. They, they're just nostalgic for the old times. Yeah. I but guess. I mean, it's a similar story too with in, yeah. in Donbass and everything. There's like, yeah. there are material underpinnings too. It's not mm -hmm. just, Oh, I hate, uh, I, I, oh, I'm so mad. And <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think of who in Brussels they, they could get mad at. Maybe it was a von der Leyen. Yeah, damn. Just imagine Yeah, you're, you're like down at the cafe on the corner in, in Donetsk. And you know, oh, I hate Ursula <laughs> von der Leyen. Did you see what she said, uh, you know, yesterday? Oh, I want to stay with Russia. Yeah, now she wants all of the West Balkan countries to join the EU. Not, not with us. 
The West Balkan thing's super funny because I think I've mentioned this on the show four or five yeah. times that then the only reason that then that her party, the CDU, mm-hmm. um, has completely endorsed it is because Merkel went like full Orban, remember, in Slovenia? Yeah. Where they had this like massive conference uh, before she... Uh, before she left office, one of her last trips was to the yeah. West Balkans to like tour it and be like, yeah, like I support but their, annex- their annexation to the European Union, <laughs> their acceptance into the European Accession. Union. And it's I'm like, sorry, it's called reunification. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the European Union. And the, um, the thing that's just really funny is that she just openly said, is like, yeah, we don't care about this for any economic reason, just simply that then it's like, it's to curb migration. <laughs> Oh shit, she did? Yeah. Oh damn. The oh, only no. reason that I the mean, yeah, Berlin is the initiator of the Berlin process. Yeah, exactly. What they call it is for the accession of the West Balkan countries. Yeah. And yeah. it became a bigger thing during the like Syrian civil war because yeah. like they were like, damn, they're letting all the Syrians through. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that's just really um I think funny with this idea then that like that the EU is like a benevolent project is that then i there are these like the more the the longer this process of um the russian ukrainian war goes on the longer that then i think it just comes out in the sense that this is just an extension of western imperialism and like as marxists we're kind of aware of this that then it's obviously a capitalist western liberal project founded on a lot of bizarre ideas and now it's become an issue again because they're they're closest to, they're closer to the big bad evil yeah. and every nation that has joined the European Union that was like skeptical about joining NATO have all joined NATO. Yeah. It's just a little little tidbit right there. So with the idea like it's completely understandable when a nation like Serbia who's like we will never fucking join the EU because that would then mean that a NATO discussion becomes open in this country mm-hmm. and yeah like uh Moldova is an interesting example of a country that then probably will not be joining the EU anytime soon and they probably shouldn't because it will completely destroy the country it is incredibly poor compared to mm-hmm. Romania next yeah. door um and it's also not very rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or even like, you know, other other neighboring Balkan, not neighboring, but you know, other Ukraine Balkan countries. Well. Yeah, of course. Ukraine. Uh, what is it? They have an economy weaker than Iraq's, yeah. which is probably being even more weakened now. Yeah. And this ambition of joining the EU through this, you know, liberal giddiness is just going to obviously end up with these countries being gutted open. And, yeah. you know, I can understand, to be very fair, I can understand at least in the regard of like Transnistria being like, we do not want to be a part of this project. And their alternative to that in the 90s was to then like remain as like, you know, kind of like laughably so like, like Soviet as they could. Like they <laughs> like, they're like, nothing has really changed in terms of industries are all state owned. Mm-hmm. They have not let in any like Western investment and their only trading partner that then actually gives them shit is Russia mm-hmm. to the point that Russia just like, like Rob and I found out today just gives them free gas. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Of them. <laughs> yeah. We were, we, we have to run this by you, Julia, because yeah. Nick and I were trying to understand what the, the, the Russian sphere of influence is best described as. And we came up, it's like two really good ones. The, the the first being it's like when an athlete makes it big and all his homies live in his big house with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah. You know, Russia's like, you know, pick your favorite Uzu. And it's like, yeah, 
all my homies can live with me. You know, yeah. you got to just like hang out with me all the time. <laughs> you can't have other friends. You got to stay in my house, but we're cool. We got money. Yeah. We got big TV. Look at all this oil. <laughs> yeah. just also kind of perfect. Just, that, like, take whatever, just spraying like, it around in the backyard. Because why not? Your money's good. Yeah. <laughs> kind of also perfect using Ozil as the example. Someone who is from Gelsenkirchen, a um, massive uh, Gazprom like hub in Germany. Um, all my idea, which was this, does not in any way huh. dilute Rob's um, theory at all. I think mm. both of these people can exist simultaneously. They are dialectical, if you will. Mm. The other one is then uh, uh, Russia, low key like Drake, where it just like finds a new favorite friend that then <laughs> that they just like really fuck with for like yeah. a really short amount of time. That's why Russia is uh, bringing back the hammer and sickle stuff. They like yeah. yo transistor. Yeah. I fuck with you. He's right? like. <laughs> I always felt Transnistrian. I, <laughs> I never felt home until I, like, you know, found my brothers here. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Like, I just found out by accident that what we just saw on the uh, Pierre de Rube, uh, Ruble um, note is actually a distillery for vodka and brandy Hell and yeah. it's a national symbol of Transnistria. That's right. That's right. Getting fuck is yeah. a national symbol, national heritage. It's, it's called getting Quint. painfully drunk on. It's called Flint. Quint. Oh. Quint. Quint. Flint. <laughs> I was say. Damn. Yes, it's I think that's great. It's a fucking distillery. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, why is Transnistria also interesting for Russia right now? Is like why? Why are they like on on the? Yeah. Team? Why? Why is yeah? Why is why is Drake nonstop posting photos of, of like of himself being like, "Yo, been with you since day one." And it's just like a very weird like Instagram influencer kid who's just like you're not entirely sure if they're a rapper or just like some guy, <laughs> just some random dude. Yeah. Um, is because like as I said, like the geopolitical uh, like um, importance of Transnistria is. Uh, there could be a land like people are people experts are thinking maybe that is like Russia's interest in Transnistria or why is like dangerous the situation developing in Transnistria is because they could have like a landway from Transnistria to Crimea if they go you know if they annex all the south of of um, Ukraine like yeah. the uh, um, southeast of Ukraine so there could be like a whole like you could take a car and go from uh, Tiraspol to uh, Sevastopol. Mm, imagine one day having this train map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, and I, I think that that's like an interesting point to point out too, because uh, Russia entirely ditched their effort in the north of the country mm -hmm. and have now relocated all efforts to the southeast, the southeast and started attacking Odessa mm -hmm. the other day as well. Yeah, that would mean because if they would like actually go for a land way like through Ukraine to Transnistria, they would have to annex Odessa as well. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't support this, but it definitely makes sense from a a tactical standpoint of why you would entirely want to black off, block off the Black, black Sea, because of that NATO does a lot of exercises there. And if again, I think that we need to like this needs to be the mantra of that. Then this conflict is still. While Putin did invade Ukraine, it still is entirely like NATO is still a very open question of the or not a question, but very, you know, open in the reason of why this conflict ended up the way that it did. And every single action that Putin has been taking has been entirely a response to NATO expansion. Like I'm just like the map is even like 
proving this to be entirely correct. So, yes, Rob mentioned this like once on an episode that we never brought out of that. Then weirdly, the people who were. Wait, what did you say? On no, because it was release. it was it was too like it was too like. It was too much Russia Ukraine stuff at a time yeah. where then it was like everything was still too uncertain. Very vague and yeah. Very yeah. vague, yeah. Okay. So I deleted it out of an episode. But there was a point that Rob made that I thought that was really good is that then it's kind of interesting seeing how at uh like now the further that this conflict develops, the people who are saying that then like well, like they were wrong about the invasion, like like happening, mm. we're right about the reason of that that it's NATO expansion. Where then the people who had the flip flop thing of that the invasion is going to happen, yeah. we're right about that, and then entirely wrong about every reason about why it happened because their view is only big bad Russia and not a contextualized understanding of history of the past mm. thirty years, mm-hmm. and how weirdly at the end of the day the people who are then still like no the invasion isn't going to happen are still actually like right about everything else. You know, like they are like this is still very much like Russia's reaction to all this is still entirely because of NATO. Transnistria would still fall entirely into this exact same worldview of NATO expansion, of Western expansion, because of what this little blip in Europe means for Mm -hmm. Russia strategically, historically, for this whole other, you know, this type of East West mentality, this like new Cold War thing that then's happening. And, um, yeah, if more countries around this border join NATO in the Western Balkans, you know, Russia's going to end up trying to then probably start grabbing other areas that are allies that they wouldn't now necessarily yeah they still to. they are still careful when it comes to that because after the attacks in in Tiraspol and Mayak um, yeah they said um Russia responded and said like oh we don't want to get involved don't make us getting involved and in don't make me do it <laughs> yeah don't make me do it <laughs> exactly don't do an incredibly confusing and half-assed false flag or else <laughs> you you might like you don't really want to know <laughs> what I do if a guy tries to fire an RPG, it jams, he runs away and trips. <laughs> and then yeah, and then his uh, he bumps like, into a car which rolls down the hill and, <laughs> and, and, and you know goes straight into the front of a bank. Like that will exactly that, we we that, that is a red line. Yo, when you you know when, when we sent the Spetsnaz in and a in a in a in an anvil fell on one of their heads and that it just like a big well, thing like, pumped out of his out of his out of his and out he of his like head. Oh, yeah, birds. and he had Tweety birds all around his head he was like (laughs) who turned out the lights nato keeps painting this way to kiev on various (laughs) brick walls around ukraine and we're getting pissed (laughs) that actually happened (laughs) actually i remember yeah there were like russian tanks when they rolled in originally they were like which way to kiev and then like said people were like like pointing them the wrong direction (laughs) because they did not plan this invasion out very well that's a false flag that's uh that's um that's advanced uh um russia disinformation yeah exactly <laughs> yeah russia every russian tank operator will not be fooled by these looney tune ass <laughs> fucking <laughs> antics um uh, but yeah um the russian deputy foreign minister 
Andre Rud And, and Andrew, Andrew Rudenko. <laughs> Andrew Rudenko. Yeah, Andrei Rudenko. The guy who, who speaks every day in the military uniform? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, that, cool. That I was always wondering what his name was, because yeah, I know I know the queen, uh, uh, Sakharova, yeah, who could speak for six hours. It's <laughs> <laughs> just insane. Yeah. Um, said, uh, well, I said, they don't want to get involved in it, but also, like, if their investigations turned out, like, that the crimes were committed by the same criminals that are causing conflicts in the neighboring regions... Not sure what he was referring to. <laughs> I guess he was referring to South uh, East Ukraine. <laughs> well, this is like I mean, I, I, I do want to like remind everyone that one of the oddest things about the entire Russia Ukraine thing is that yeah. how we just forgot that Ukraine was in fact actually bombing Donbass for like a three month period yeah, actually, before this before all started yeah. and Russia used this as a pretext continuously being like yeah stop bombing and Ukraine's like what are you we're not doing it fuck you talking about what <laughs> and then there would be these like articles from uh, uh, what's the Voice of America thing uh, Radio Svobodna yeah. uh, being like J Jack Harlow is actually the voice America. <laughs> <laughs> but, but keep going. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. But like Radio Savoto like puts these articles up being like um like why Ukraine needs more Bayrakit uh, uh, drones to conduct their like war in Donbass. Damn. Not that they didn't say war, yeah. but to conduct operations in Donbass. So it's, it was like this back and forth, like Ukraine being like, we're not doing this. And then like US CIA backed yeah. media being like, yeah, Ukraine's actually doing this and they need more weapons. <laughs> so I think that, that it's like, yeah. while like, again, yeah, like the invasion stuff, bad, not good. You gotta say, yeah, There's Putin a is an aggressor. Yeah, yeah, Putin yeah. did start, like Putin did... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, march into Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, it really is kind of like the fact that there's just like a massive like memory loss of that. Then this was still an active wars like like the the border of Ukraine to Russia was an active war zone this huh? entire eight years. It wasn't just it was like oh Russia just decided that then Ukraine. It's like there was exchanging of fire the entire time. It got worse, and the thing of the just the the the, the Transnistria thing being so dumb that it could also maybe fall into the sense that then like yeah, either it's a false flag or either like yeah. a group of Ukrainian soldiers were so stupid that they just like again, yeah, Looney like, Tunes okay, some fucking <laughs> RPGs into the country. Hey, let's do some weird shit in Transnistria. Yeah, like I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it is interesting and it is like something to be monitored actually um, because it also like I mean, woke up a lot of like other regions. Wake up, call like South Ossetia. Wake up, Uzi. <laughs> Uzi, wake up, wake your ass up. <laughs> South That's Ossetia. That's Putin to all the to all the unrecognized <laughs> Uzi. No, um, but yeah, South Ossetia saying they are ready to like. Uh, be Russian, get annexed, um, saying sending troops, they would be ready to send troops to Ukraine as well. Transnistria feeling it as well. Like they they had this whole like Antrag, what is an Antrag? Contract. This, this whole like contract that they wanted to like push, like this motion. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Motion. No, a Vertrag. Yeah. Antrag is, a, Antrag is a, the thing before. Yeah, the emotion that yes, they wanted to like um, vote on and push through in 2014 already when they already wanted to join Russia. But as I said, Russia doesn't want them to join because they still hope that Moldova would not be part of the EU and won't like turn too Western. So yeah, 
It is a complex situation in Transnistria. Yeah. This beautiful piece of a... <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think really on that note, this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but we all have busy days today. Um, we will end on that, and we will see you guys uh, for the bonus. We will finally go back to bonus episodes. We're very sorry that we've left you one or two weeks without one. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys all on Friday or next Monday. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.